Hello, mysterious listeners, and welcome to Zero to Zero, the only podcast where we three talk about Mystery Men, the movie, in three parts. I am Val Flight Cub, a.k.a. Phoenix Dark Dirk. Hi, I'm Gigalithic, and I'm dying in the most upsetting way we've seen on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I, I believe it, and, and, and I'm Joe, and I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed, I'm gonna be honest. Yeah. That's okay. Somebody once told me the world was You were gonna. looking kind of dumb with a finger and thumb in the shape of an L on your forehead. Yeah. Well, yeah. you start coming and they don't stop coming, so. The, that song goes hard. <laughs> it does. Unambiguously. Like, does if it? You, if you separate it from the memes and shit, yeah, that song rules. All it's Star good. is a very good song. I remember being 10 and liking it a lot when it came out. But now that I, I can, you know, properly appreciate the lyrics and too... You know, they're true, you know? They do this stop. political context. They uh, do start coming yeah. and they don't stop coming. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, the meteor man does beg to differ. Judging mm-hmm. by the whole in the satellite mm-hmm. picture. You know? Exactly. Um, how did we feel about the uh, the movie this time? Dog shit. It's a bad yeah. movie. Yeah. This, yeah. this part was, I would say it's... It, it's not worse than the second part, but it's as bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's not the racism the ending. isn't there, but everything else still is. Yeah, well, there isn't and new the, racism added. There isn't new racism. Yes, there is continued racism. Yeah, and I'll tell you, I I watched um, the Barbie movie this weekend, and there's a lot of trope subversion in that movie. Uh, there is no trope subversion in this movie at all. No, it's just trope. It's the trope. It's right on the thing. So we hadn't invented trope subversion yet as a culture. Yeah, yeah, we were still on level one. This is back when memes were like the oh really owl and stuff. You know, like yeah. there's not, there isn't a, a layer of irony over it yet. The pacing of this movie is done by an amnesiac. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, this it doesn't make any sense uh, at any point. No, yeah. Uh, like this, it's just not movie shaped. No, in it's, any way, it's, it's shaped like executive dysfunction. It, you know how, like, yeah. you, you ever have those moments at work where you're reading an email, but then something distracts you, and then you go back to the email and you're reading the same sentence over and over again. Mm-hmm. Like that's basically this movie. The amount of times over the course of this movie, they go to Casanova Frankenstein's mansion and then leave. And then come back, and then leave, and uh-huh. like, it's perceptible. It's four it's, times they it's do perce- it. It's perceptible over the course of three distinct watch sessions. <laughs> every time, every watch session, they go to Casanova Frankenstein's mansion and then leave. Yeah, and then they, this one they come back again. Yeah, and this one they do twice. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, the, this uh, the the director just, was just or the editor was just really proud of everyone's improv, and thought it was so funny and didn't want to cut anybody's jokes because no, no, and they that, all did such a good job. That's the thing that's the most clear in the in the last third of this movie is that basically no one wrote it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they all wrote it together. They all wrote it together in their minds. Mm-hmm. Uh, no one wrote this movie, and so it's just constant overwrought improv with poor editing choices surrounding it. Yep. Um, this movie is the equivalent of taking a shower at 2.41 p.m. <laughs> um, oh like, it's God. just not a time anyone in the world ever wants to take a shower. It's just something something but went sometimes wrong. Sometimes you end up... Yeah, something went wrong and you've ended up in that situation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, um, I'd like to get into the summary. Um, we should perhaps pay tribute at the very beginning because we just learned while recording this uh, or just before recording this that um, Paul Rubens has passed away played the spe- the spleen mm-hmm. incredible actor um, incredible comedian this did deserve better than this movie yeah I mean he does a great job as spleen I just don't like spleen yes, as a character it's just the spleen is a bad character we were talking before yeah. we started recording about how he is he plays spleen as uh, perfectly impotent and non-threatening Mm-hmm. Uh, which is a great choice, I think, for this movie. So, shout out to him. Rest in peace. Yeah. Are we ready to get into the movie? Let's do it. All right. We come back to the Mystery Men, and they found Captain Amazing. Woohoo! Yeah. They try yeah. to release him. They get confused by his instructions, and uh, Blue Raja flips a toggle the wrong number of times and does what I can only call super kills Captain Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. You thought Cyborg's dad had it bad. This, this is, is different. Yeah. Yeah. Not to McRoy post on Maine or anything, but if uh, intrepid listener, if you're interested in watching the Monster Factory episode of Mass Effect, yeah. there's uh, uh, Griffin McRoy stretches uh, Shepard's face he, into a kind of horrible cone explosion. They turn um, him into a kind of truck Shepard situation. Sure, now, this sure. is the and summary, so I'm going to ask you to hold <laughs> off on any further commentary until we're done with the summary, but that yeah. is a very shrewd um, observation. Uh, true, true. Having totally failed their mission, the group runs out of Casanova Frankenstein's garden, and they find themselves licking their wounds back at Heller's place. He explains that the giant laser that they just accidentally killed, uh, super killed Captain Amazing with, is a psychofragulator, which turns hallucinations into reality and fries the brain from inside. Uh, they all want to run from the fight because they're losers and not good at fighting. But Shoveler makes an inspiring speech to the group, and they all decide to go for it. They meet at the junkyard to get the tank that Mr. Furious has continued to fail to junk. Shoveler tells everyone, if you have loved ones, say goodbye to them now, because you might not get another chance. Um, So Blue Raja comes out to his mother. The Shoveler tells his wife that he loves her and that he is going on this mission, even though she still has the same attitude about it. Um, Mm. Senor Furioso tells the waitress he wants to ask her out, so if he doesn't call her, it's just because he's dead. That's Mr. Furious in Spanish. Yes, yes, I also have to say, Mr. Furious is not his name. Blue Raja just calls him that one time. Uh, His name is Just Furious. Oh. That's basically his name. In the credits, he's credited as Furious. Well, she asks him for his name, and he gives a fake one, and then finally tells her it's Roy. She tells him to just be Roy. 
with the group reconvened, Roy is having an existential crisis because he doesn't know how to be just Roy and he has no superpowers. Heller gives them an electronuclear battery and they board the tank and head off. Shoveler driving the car busts through the gate at Casa Casanova Frankenstein and they drive directly onto the dance floor. They use Heller's contraptions to fight their way through the, the mansion. They first use the electronuclear magnet uh, to take everybody's weapons. Invisible Boy becomes invisible to surmount one of the uh, obstacles they have. They also fight the furry women with their clothes shrinker and they're really creepy about it. Um, they use the blame thrower against the uh, rap guy group and uh, then they start fighting one-on-one. Shoveler duels Tony C. Uh, the bowler talks to Tony P a little bit and then the bowling, her bowling ball absolutely bowls him over. Do you get it? Uh, Casa Frankenstein is now holding the waitress hostage, which sets off Roy's incel rage. He starts fighting uh, Casanova Frankenstein and pushes him into the laser ray that Casanova Frankenstein will be shooting the entire city with. And Casanova Frankenstein dies. Ultra dies. They have to turn the ray off and they're not sure how. So they decide to do a group hug. And then they scooch within the group hug so that the bowler can put her bowling ball into the laser to fuck shit up because he's already dead so he can't be killed by the laser. They save the day! A news reporter is on the news talking about the unknown, almost definitely dead heroes who saved everyone. And the mystery men emerge! Wahoo! People are watching on the TV. Shoveler's kids and wife are actually proud of him. Heller is proud too. The mom is watching. He's She's proud of her son. And, uh, Roy tries to be humble, but the waitress tells the newscaster, he's Mr. Furious and he gets his power from his rage. Uh, the newscaster asks, what's your team name? And they say something other than mystery men. And the newscaster says, well, thank you to these mystery men. And then we got a button of, I got it. We'll call ourselves the Super Squad. <laughs> the end. <laughs> What are we, some kind of suicide spider? What are we, some kind of mystery men? The ultimate resolution of this movie mm-hmm. basically feels like the challenge in Who Wants to Be a Superhero, where they had to do the the do the power plant challenge, where they had like a puzzle that they like fundamentally misunderstood the concept of. Mm-hmm. It feels like when you're DM your DM and you put a puzzle in front of your players mm-hmm. and they just simply do not understand. Like you try to kind of guide them towards the intended solution and they just don't get it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they just, they just kind of doing like, yeah, we're going to do a group hug. And you're like, okay. <laughs> um, well, you see, it ties back to an earlier part of the movie, which means that it will be successful. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, great. Yeah. It's the one. It's the one thing that the editor, uh, that the writers all remembered. They were like, "Oh fuck, right, <laughs> true pug." Yeah, you know what's fucked up is is yeah. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna what? save it for later. There's it just when we, when we get I have to so, it. I have so much. I have so much to say about every part of this movie. Me too. Me too. So we hit the ground running with this part because Captain Amazing is like, uh. oh, "You can turn on the light switch," and then he starts instructing the group on how to. Uh, free him, and it's Furious and Bowler over by all the levers and stuff, and he's saying, you know, yeah. toggle the switch, switch the toggle, flip it, the, 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 
and they're like, what? Huh? How many times? What? Are we flipping it? This Did we just scene goes flip on it for approximately five years. Yes. Um, this yeah. is one of the longest scenes I've ever seen in the movie. It's mm-hmm. unbelievably interminable. Yes. Yeah. I would, and it's just a who's on first joke. I would rather watch a supercut of all the silence in Drive mm-hmm. before watching this scene again. If yeah, I was in a rush and I needed to do something that seemed faster, I would do that. Yeah, I was just... It's its nothing. There's nothing. They didn't make it funny. Nothing. It's fine. It's not funny. It, it's a huge on, who's on first joke if Laurel killed Hardy at the end. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. R- Blue Raja is like, I'll do it! And he runs away. Um, and he just grabs whatever toggle he thinks is right and flips it. And, um, the laser has been like charging up while he's been instructing them how to set him free. And so the switch that Blue Raja flips is to turn on the laser. Mm -hmm. And then who wants to describe what happens to Captain America's face? I mean, Captain Amazing's face. So basically he gets, you know, flank steak. Uh Uh-huh. Basically, yeah. his face gets divided up into strips of flank steak, mm-hmm. and then rearranged, and... It also yeah, gets like, smushed first, like a doll's head. Like Joe said, he just kind of turns into a truck shepherd type situation. Uh-huh. Um, his eyes are, like, on the outside of his head. Mm-hmm. He also gets, it's, like, mega charred. Yeah, he gets yeah. charred, too. It's It's... Genuinely horrific. They do not yeah. use any cuts or camera angles so that you don't have to look at it. You're it's looking straight really at funny, it. It's funny, like how fucked up it is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like, um, one of those really deeply unsettling, like, you know, like, like we, we've really sort of like become desensitized as a culture, I'd like to think. Um, you know, it's like in, in a comedy when you see like a p- particularly horrific, like, like bit of violence or or blood mm-hmm. or whatever. It's like Jesus. Yes. I didn't, this is I didn't that. sign up for this. They saved it for this. This is more than that though. This is next level shit. This is like uh like watching this, there could have been like a like a minute of crying and screaming from af- afterwards. Yes. Still it would be funny. Like it would it would be appropriate mm-hmm. too. Yeah. This is yeah, it's so <laughs> First of all, the bowler goes over and goes, I'll check his pulse, and his hand falls off and, like, crumbles like mm-hmm. brittle stone. Um, and then <laughs> one of them says, uh, oh, God, you know, we killed him. And this is, um, shout out Discord user Bird Roads, the Bird Roads, who said this is the uh, only part that they thought was funny in this movie, um, where they're like, oh no, we accidentally killed Captain Amazing. And then it cuts to the shoveler on the other side of the room and he's like really small in the frame because he's so far Mm. away from them and he just goes, what do you mean we? I've been standing here the whole time. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It it was, that was pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, they they do a lot of we talk that, uh, are we going to France? (laughs) Blue Raja did it. Then they run out of there because whoopsie. And um, Casanova Frankenstein is like, you guys are never going to believe what I have in store for you guys. And he brings them into the room where Captain Amazing is. And he's like, see, I have Captain Amazing's corpse, who I killed on purpose. I meant to do that. So I'm going to do that to everybody. Mm -hmm. Cool. Uh, As 
yeah, as the mystery men are making their escape, Blue Raja fucks up again and mm-hmm. leaves behind one of his forks. Mm-hmm. And so Casanova Frankenstein definitely knows that it was the the little shits themselves who had come in and <laughs> made made a made a mess of things. Freaking yeah. cutlery Ella over here. <laughs> leaving his fork behind. Yeah. Yeah, so they run out of the garden, they start, I mean, they they also improv in this scene, where they're, like, catching the skunk humping people up to what happened, and they're like, well, there was a, what did they say, a cock-up, a bit of a cock-up. A bit yeah. of a cock-up. <laughs> so yeah, at Heller's yeah. place, he says a bunch of complete nonsense, mm-hmm. and then he says... I, I, I have some trivia about the complete nonsense that he says. Oh, did yeah? just tell Tom Waits to make it up? No, uh, no, I, I, I really wish. No, Tom Waits wrote down his lines on his fingers. Oh, so, so every, so when he's making these like weird gestures with his hands, it's because he's reading his lines off of his hands. So funny. <laughs> <laughs> and by and by and by like jargony garbage, like Val is not underestimating it. Like, yeah, literally says babble. Like, like. <laughs> Like, think yeah. about like every like worst like TED Talk talking point you've ever heard in your life from like mm-hmm. some technocrat. <laughs> That's yeah. what basically Tom Waits uses to describe the weapons that he has. Yeah, and then at the very end, he says the sentence of "It takes your hallucinations and turns them into reality, which fries the brain from inside." So, yeah, it was very. Um, it's like putting too much air in a balloon, kind of moment. Mm. You know, yeah. So they they then they improv an argument about how it was actually just Blue Raja who killed uh, Captain Amazing and not anybody it else. Literally is. I mean, I would say it's Blue Raja with the help of Captain Amazing. It's. I mean, I would say it is a group effort because they got too confused about the switching and who, what they were supposed to be switching and was he actually hearing what they were saying and whatever. Yeah, but I mean, he was also being a huge asshole. He was. Yeah, he was, he was being very impatient. Yeah. Which is very weird, because if you're a foot underneath, like, a huge laser beam, be careful, maybe? Well, you have to remember, this guy sucks. Yeah, that is, the, it is kind of his fault. You know, he does kind of deserve it. To he be does. I, I, I'm not saying that I'm, hap- I'm sad to see him go. <laughs> I think it ultimately does not matter at all. Uh, no, that's who, the thing. Is who that the killer is? Did Captain Amazing dying didn't matter? That also is true. Yeah, but they they do improv about it, which is just good job. It's great to see them practice that, and you can cut stuff from a movie. <laughs> you can cut yeah. stuff if you. Yeah. But so then they're like, "Yeah, we're not good enough for this fight." Like, Casanova Frankenstein is doing something ridiculously like high powered we there's no way we would be able to defeat him and then the shoveler um makes a speech to inspire the group he has been making egg salad while they all talk about this is the worst egg salad i've seen in my life yeah it's all white and it's it's like white there's no looks like it's mostly mayonnaise doesn't seem to be any kind of egg chunks in there really it's horrible i i don't want to think about it yeah (laughs) He really can only shovel. That's all he's good for. Yeah. Um, he uh, shoveled too much mayo into that egg salad. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So 
he starts off the speech by being like, this is egg salad. My mom, my wife won't even, <laughs> whoop. My wife won't even let me eat any of it because it has so much cholesterol. Doesn't even matter, though, because we're going to die. And then he just starts doing the speech. I don't I don't really know what the point <laughs> of that was. Yeah, like, yeah the, I mean, you could have just said, well, if we're going to die anyway, then might as well die trying to stop this. Yeah. Yeah. So so basically the the ultimate the the false choice is are we going to die trying to save the city or should I just eat this sandwich anyway and die from the cholesterol? Oh. Well cuz if yeah. they don't save the city they're also part of the city so they would also explode. Exactly. So what? there is no choice. What? The choice is to either fight or die. What is mm-hmm. the plan for Casanova Frankenstein cuz he says oh I'm going to have the whole city fit to my vision of how the city should be. So Which I guess he, should be ash. He just thinks everybody should be exploded? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a- everyone should become... Everyone should be turned into steak. <laughs> okay. Steakums. Steakums, yeah. Begging strips. Um, yeah. So, okay, so the shoveler does this speech to inspire the group. He says something to everybody. I'm going to read you the line, and then you guys are going to tell me how many uh, seconds they spent in the writer's room on, on this line, okay? Mm-hmm. All right, so first of all, he goes to the, the bowler and he says, I think you and that ball of yours have an appointment you've got to keep. That's not saying four seconds. Four seconds, however long it takes to say that sentence out loud. Yeah. Um, invisible boy, I think it's time you were seen. Okay, that's like ten seconds. Yeah. And I think fo- I think five or six of those seconds were them celebrating what a great line they just made. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. Isn't that his whole weakness is that he keeps being seen? Yeah. So just kind of rubbing it in. Uh, Sphinx, you well, have... They didn't, th- they didn't think about it for 12 seconds, Val. They thought about it for 10 seconds. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. Sphinx, you have trained us well. That was a placeholder. They were going to put a joke in there later and forgot. Yeah, but they forgot. Dr. Mm-hmm. Heller, you might just have given us the edge we need. Again? That's nothing. Insert nothing. joke here when you think of one. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, they forgot to put the joke in. They did forget mm-hmm. to put the joke in. This one is good. I wish all of them had been like this. And if they weren't, then don't do it. Um, he says, Spleen, I don't want to stand behind you, but I'll fight beside you with pride. Yeah, see, that... but. That was also, like, the moment he says, I don't want to stand behind you, you know where the rest of the joke is coming from. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. He tells Jeff that he's got a rare... Really it's a joke. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not a... I mean, it's not really a joke. Right? It's just like a you know, clip. And in the time that we've been, we've been going over the lines, I've come up with one line for the Sphinx and one line for Heller. Okay, what, what we got? Amazing. Yeah. So, Sphinx, the Sphinx, you have helped us solve the riddle of our lives... Oh. And then for Heller, uh, we were blind, but you made us see. <laughs> okay. They're not. They're not. They're not perfect, but they're they're something. Is is Doctor Heller blind? No, but there was a very famous person named Heller who was blind. That's Keller. Are you thinking of Helen Keller? Oh shit! You're right. 
Heller Kellen. You know, may, I'm, maybe Kellen. I'm maybe I'm as dumb as the yeah, maybe as you the, should the writers write, written for this movie. <laughs> yeah, you should put. <laughs> maybe I should have. Should have put seventeen or eighteen seconds into this. I think I should have. Yeah. Um. But then the shoveler says, "Jeff, you've got a rare and beautiful gift. The city needs you. That's also nothing." And Roy, I've never seen you walk away from a fight. Um. So great. Great. Um, I think if you're going to do this, put the spleen one at the end, because it's the only funny one. It's the yeah. only, like, yeah. mildly clever one. Or don't do it. Um, he also, Shoveler mentions that Roy lifted a city bus once. So maybe he does wow. have superpowers. Mm. Wow. That's interesting. Keep an eye. Play. Hmm? Watch this spot. <laughs> watch this space can't wait for this to get resolved or brought back up in a pos- in a cool way Definitely. we get to s- get to see his power um mm-hmm. so they yeah so heller is like well we need um we we need a cart we're gonna need better than a station wagon and uh roy is like oh well there's this um you know Plot device or whatever. Yeah. In the junkyard. Remember that gun on the mantle place in the first act? Well, (laughs) it's coming back. Yeah. Yeah. Heller's like, it's that's the most advanced non-lethal vehicle the military has ever created. (laughs) I think that will be fine. It's so funny that he's obsessed with non-lethal. It truly is this, this, like, who wants to be a superhero in the movie? Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. But only in, in, in fits and starts, really. Do you think Stan would have liked this movie? No. No, because it's insulting anybody... to movies? I mean, to superheroes? It's insulting to, like, life itself. <laughs> oh my god. It's not a good movie. <laughs> Look, just because it's got fart jokes in it doesn't mean it's completely worthless. I love fart jokes. Yeah. I think fart jokes are really funny. The spleen's not in a lot of this movie. He's and not. also, he's weird. And also, that's not the problem. That's the true. problem is everything. Yeah. It's the it's the um, the movie of it all. Yeah, all exactly. the rest of it that they do. So this is where Shoveler says, you know, if you have loved ones, say goodbye to them, and then we'll meet back up at the junkyard for the tank. Um, so once you know, this is a great example of. If you do your job really badly, some, maybe that's sometimes that's a, a success, and yeah, sometimes it's, it's good to not. You know, maybe you should goof off on your job. Is the yeah. lesson of the movie? Goof off at yeah. work. Ding. Righteous gemstones type lesson. <laughs> I wish this show was uh, this movie was as funny as that show. I've heard that that show is funny. So yeah, that would have been a cool that show. Is unbelievably funny. It's so good. Um, are you going to make okay. me watch another prestige TV show? It's like, not prestige. Like Midnight Mass. It's just on HBO. That's what I meant. It's just comedy. Like It's not <laughs> like drama. Good. Good. I don't want that. Um, <laughs> Got too okay. much of my life already. <laughs> I have so much drama already. Let me both of you watch Midnight Mass. We're in the Midnight Mass being made watch group by me. <laughs> yeah. It's good, though. It is good. I don't know how to tell people what it's about. That's the thing, is that you have to say, like, just take it on faith. Yeah. Just trust me, please. Just please watch. Like, look me in the eyes. Remember all the good things I've ever said 
that you enjoyed and just do it, please. Mm-hmm. Okay. So first off, we have Blue Raja going home to try and steal some more cutlery um, from his mom and his mom catches him. And she's like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, mom, I'm a, hmm. I'm a superhero. Mother. I'm um, a superhero, mother. This is, I'm British. I'm British and I'm good at it. It's Are like, you sure, son? Yeah. You sound like Hank Azaria. <laughs> <laughs> she decides, she, she like warms up to it, though. She's I like. I say, though. Hmm? Raja's mom, kind of a milf. Kind of bad with it. <laughs> is this a Pixar movie? No, she's just like a normal lady. She is very much a normal lady. Um, Not that normal ladies can be milfs. Yes, exactly. You, you get that bag, queen. She says to him, uh, oh, looks like you need more forks and stuff. Um, and she opens up this old like box that's got saying this. really special cutlery in it. And she's like, this was your grandmother's. And I did think she was going to be like, your grandmother's... <laughs> Used to throw these at people. <laughs> yeah, she was a crazy person. <laughs> the steak knives were why your uncle went in the hospital as a child. Oh, my God. Um, but she doesn't. She says, um, I was saving these. I'm <laughs> saving these for your wedding day, which seemed to be pretty, seems to be pretty far off. Yeah. yeah. Seems to be, uh, yeah, I've, I've, I've more or less given up on that now. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is beautiful. I think this scene is funny and should have ended there, but it doesn't. Yes. Yeah. That's a, that is a common refrain uh, yeah. for this movie. Yeah. In the scene earlier. Mm-hmm. Please. Because the joke, too, is that, like, it's really drawn out. Because she's like, mm, do the accent. Oh. And then, you know, she, like, says something else. And she's like, oh, do- shouldn't you say toodaloo? And he's like, okay, Mom, I, I actually got to go. I really got to go. Yeah. And it's just like yeah. okay, It's nice well, that she's into it. It's that's fine, sure. I mean maybe they wanted her to have a more polite I mean a more positive attitude than just saying, Yes, yeah. you're never getting married. Yeah. <laughs> but I think I would have been okay with it if they hadn't shown her already being proud of him until Yeah. You know, before he does anything. Because right. that would have been an interesting thing. It would have been added some stakes perhaps to the movie. Mm. Right. If there weren't enough already with the, the beams doing everyone. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's got to be the emotional part of it. It's also whatever. Um, so the shoveler goes to her, goes to his wife and he's like, I love you and I have to do this. Save the city. And no, she- I was saying steaks because they're being made into steak. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Extra. It was, uh, it was extra it was well a joke. Done. I know that you don't expect those from me, so it might have been a little surprising, but <laughs> I'm sorry, I wasn't I didn't have my pun hat on. Oh, okay, yeah. So I wasn't Well that, I mean, yeah, you're still we're still adjusting for having Sam not on the podcast and being able to wear hats again. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It was always, you know, disconcerting to log on and he's like, Oh, do we have a guest today on the podcast? Yeah. Something wrong with that boy. That's fine. Not everybody can see from a face and know who a person is you know yeah no clearly that's what that's the lesson that i've learned yeah i mean yeah so then it's the shoveler's turn he goes to his his wife who's like chilling in bed for some reason and he's like i'm gonna go fight 
Casanova Frankenstein with my shovel and I love you and bye bye. And mm-hmm. she says, well, you know what I always say, I might not be here when you get back. And he's like, I know. I'm not wearing occupants. I'm not wearing occupants. Except I he, am, but I guess he is not anymore. He made his own costume. I'm not wearing adult hockey pads. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't notice that. Did he up? Did their costumes get upgraded? I'm not gonna watch this movie again to find out. They do have a moment where they all emerge, like when they get back together. Yeah, they, no, they like, all they all upgraded the costume. They all have their West Study brand costume. Yeah, Co- costumes by study. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was not uh, whelming enough for me to... West Study actually made all of those costumes himself. Nice. Very impressive. That's Maybe he was he was too busy making them to tell, you know, the set dressers what pinking shears are. Yeah. That's why they got <laughs> him wrong. Yeah. So then, yeah, Roy goes to the waitress, whose name is Monica, I learned from Googling. A little bit of Monica. We finally learn her name. This I don't is, think... Don't. We did, we didn't know her name before this scene. I don't think that he. I don't think that they talk about it. I don't think we actually learn what her n- name is. I just googled it in this section. You know, I do she have has to a say, name tag that says Monica on it. Speaking of Monica, yeah, the, Mambo Number Five would be right at home in this movie. Yes, yes, it would be. This oh. is the Mambo Number Five ass movie. As they each like, as the the redheads like bonk each granny on the head in the opening scene. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah. Yeah. I could see it. I could see Me it. Too. I'm, I'm, I'm visualizing it in my brain and I'm, I'm loving it. Buh, 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 buh. Um, I thought this I thought this was a good line of, if I don't... I, I want to ask you out, so if I don't, it's because I'm dead. Yeah. But hey, if it's because he's dead... She's also dead. She'll so. also be dead, so she won't be mad at him. Yeah. She asks him what his real name is. And he's like, it's Phoenix Dark Dirk. Phoenix Dark Dirk. And I was christened Dirk Steel. And she's like, okay, goodbye. Yeah. Clearly you're not ready to handle this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting because he like never shows his real personality. To, so how does she know that what's under there is good? Under there is good. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> you I know? mean, he does kind of show his real personality by not show by not showing it like, right she lives she's like i love an insecure man yeah exactly we love we we, we love a king who we can fix <laughs> yeah so he finally she's like you know got her hand on the doorknob ready to leave and he's like it's roy my name is roy and she goes back up to him and tells him to just be roy which would be inspiring if we knew who roy was but even he doesn't know no so. like yeah, he has a crisis of consciousness in mm-hmm. this is what's this is the part in the hero's journey called the valley of darkness there's like 30 minutes left in the movie <laughs> <laughs> i know i know this this is another improv if scene that, if that there's like 20 maybe mm-hmm. um he didn't really lift the bus he kind of maybe pushed it and the driver was also um had his foot on the gas and um he had his hands on a bus as it drove forward. Yes, he did. Uh, they, he, yeah, they, they are, they improv, co- conversate, <laughs> just say talk, um, for a really yeah. long time uh, about this, and it's not interesting. 
I said in the summary that Heller gives them an electronuclear battery. I meant an electronuclear magnet mm. um, because it's like an electromagnet, but but also nuclear. And then, yeah, in the tank, Does Roy is... nuclear? Do I mean nuclear? <laughs> you don't mean nuclear. <laughs> um, I'll nuke you, lurder. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I take it back. I'm sorry, Giga. I would never do that. (laughs) Okay. I would never nuke you. I'm very subtly closing the microwave door behind me. I would never nuke you. Um, I'm just really afraid ever since I saw Oppenheimer. (laughs) Someone's going to nuke me. I know. To the good people of Japan. Well, he had psychological problems. And oh, New Mexico. He was neurodivergent? Okay, that's fine. Mm -hmm. The the people of Japan and New Mexico. And New Mexico. That was an interesting thing that I didn't I didn't know about because they didn't you know teach me in school about that part of it. It's not in the movie either. Cool, great. Well, there was no one there, you know. Yeah. Um, you know. Uh huh. So in the Terranolius. tank, there's simply no wind. It's fine. Yeah. Um, in the tank, Roy is like, I am not furious. I don't have any rage building up inside me that despite will... my lack of rage, I am still just a rat. In a cage. Yeah. Despite all my rage, I'm still just a Roy in a tank. Mm-hmm. And they try to hype him up. They try to get him angry by just insulting him. Um, yeah. And he's not in the right headspace to hear no, something yeah, that might hurt him. You just make him feel worse, guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're like, you, um, you're not funny or smart. Um, the mean, thing you. Tr- it's all, I mean, it's all true, you know? Yeah. Like, I couldn't think of a positive thing to say about this man. No. Yeah. But it, that, that's not going to make you mad if you're already sad. Like You you dress in the manner of a male prostitute. Meet the Fockers was not funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bob Odenkirk is funnier than you. Uh, that's true of most humans. That's true of most people, yeah. The Blue Raja is very committed to his character because he says, It's half eleven already. Which is how the British people say 11.30 or half past. And I noticed that because I spent a semester in England. So, I'm what cultured. Huh? I didn't know this about you. You're tainted. You're <laughs> podcast. I put you mayonnaise on my french fries. Shit. Oh my god. It's good. It's better than putting gravy on your french fries. Well, exactly. Anyway, so uh, they've got half an hour before the laser goes off because Casanova Frankenstein said that he was going to fire the laser at midnight and they heard him say that mm-hmm. so they heard him say that mm-hmm. they heard him said it because he, he they, said it they heard captain captain frankenstein say it <laughs> <laughs> yeah um I'm gonna die well so they they're approaching the it's a fun part is coming up now because they're approaching the gate and miss the shoveler says like uh do you think we need an invitation or something and um, they bust through the gates with a big, like, all these little sparks fly off, and it's, wow! And then they keep driving into the house. The car is inside the house. That's not where it's supposed to be. So they immediately use the uh, weapon that they most recently were given, so the electronuclear well, I mean, magnet. Well, to be fair, it just is good. It is good. It takes everybody's weapons, and kind of sticks to the laser, I think. So, like, everybody's weapon gets, like, bonk, um, 
tossed up into the air, which is a great, See, great way to immediately establish the the like that this fight is not going to be like all of the other ones where the disco boys just whip out their guns and kill them. <laughs> like this is so, going to be a goofy fight, actually. It would be very funny if the disco boys did actually just kill them after every fight, and then they just showed up in the next scene anyway. Like, that would be a good movie. Um, yeah. The mystery would be, how are they still alive? The Like, they just show up and they're, like, bandaged and, and <laughs> bruised, but they're, like, fine. They um, get a big band-aid around their neck where they've got their throat slit. <laughs> yeah. He oh, shows up with a neck brace to <laughs> keep his head on. Um, the... See... This taught me a valuable lesson. Is if I'm ever joining a, a super villain team, I'm just gonna get that doohickey what killed Shinzo Abe, uh-huh. and then I'll be fine. Uh huh. Yeah, or a ceramic knife. Yeah. Or um, you know. I mean, a like baseball probably bat. In this uniform in this universe, my superpower would be throwing spark plugs at windows. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Did we bring up the? I know we I know we've already crashed through Castle of Frankenstein's front door. Uh-huh. But did we bring up the line that the shovel says, which is we have a blind date with Destiny and she just oh. ordered the lobster? Oh yeah. <laughs> no, I did forget that. Yeah. That is yeah. an alright line. I I don't get it. Lobster it's is expensive? extremely expensive. And he's heteronormative, oh. so you the man would have to order would have to pay. Mm-hmm. Oh, of course. So it seems like we got a blind date with Destiny and she's being a real B, she's being Great. selfish and ordering something expensive. Great, and we also but you know we if also... you're gonna adhere to patriarchal standards, don't fucking complain when someone orders the lobster. If it's you true. tell someone they can order whatever they want, they're gonna order whatever they want. That's not true. Yeah. If you tell me what or what I can order whatever I want, I will order the cheapest thing on the menu and say I'm fine. Yeah, I'm lucky because a lot of vegetarian options are just cheaper anyway. Because it's like I'll have the noodles with cheese, please. Yeah, you know noodles. With like, cheese. oh, you don't want the shrimp, whatever thing on it? Like, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and did we also miss Blue Raja's one line? May the forks be with us. Oh God. Yeah, I, I did. Just didn't want to talk. We about did that skip over day. that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I I I did want to bring it up because. Yeah. Oh boy. The people should know what we had to go through for them. Yeah, the listeners. like, like, what, like, like, what point would the the inferno be if Dante just said, "You know, I went through hell and it was pretty bad." You yeah. know, he's got. He didn't describe what he saw or anything like that. We have to be like Dante, describing mm-hmm. all of the shit that we have seen. Like, oh. it, and after the shoveler's speech, there he's like, "So who's with me?" And there's like a pause, and Blue Raja says, uh, "Fork it, let's do it." No, they don't like uh. his new fork-related puns. He he should do even one with the word spoon. Yeah, you know, it's like it's all just him saying things that sound like e- either him saying "fuck" or the "forks be with you" thing. Yeah, yeah. it's hard get to some better material. Sound like for the love of all that is forkable. He's throws sporks. Yeah. yeah, he just doesn't throw knives. For the love of all that is forkable. <laughs> oh, yeah, the, yeah, it's it's forking cold outside. <laughs> oh God! Two spoon. So, Two Casa spoon. Frank. Two spoon. Two 
spoon. That's the joke. That's a joke. That is a joke that uses the word spoon and is funny and was not mm. in the movie. Um, well, it uses the word spoon. Funny. Yeah, it does use the word spoon. Yeah. Yeah. So Casa Frankenstein, no, Casanova Frankenstein. I love how you keep calling him Casa Frankenstein. <laughs> I love that it's as a character now. I realized last time, yeah, I realized that last time I kept calling it Casa Frankenstein, but it would be Casa, it would be Casa Casanova Frankenstein. Yeah. Casa Casanova, Fra- whatever. So Casanova Frankenstein tells his guests to go with him to the disco room, which is his, you know, safe room. Disco room. His disco-themed safe room. Everybody gets in there. The door locks super hard. There's one guy who's, like, trailing behind. um, And we see that there is a big uh, laser eye above the door to the disco room that um, Cyborg's dad's this guy who's running up after the door's been locked. He's fully petrified. Yep. Yeah. And turns into Ash. Yeah. So then... We were wondering, you know, can machines also detect Invisible Boy? Does that count as someone looking at him? And no, no. it doesn't. Because mm-hmm. they have to dismantle the laser eye above the door. And they say, Invisible Boy, now is your time. And he does it. He does so, it. Yeah. He makes all of his clothes to leave his body. They also, yeah, they fall come. off of him. Yeah, which is so... So weird he and random. becomes both invisible and intangible, except for the floor. Yeah. yeah. But he walks all the way over, and he he um undo- he you know he turns it off or whatever, and he's like, "I did it! I really am invisible!" And then they turn around to congratulate him, so they are looking at him again, and he's naked. Ha ha he. Ha 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 ha. Naked wow, boy. G- Giga, do you have a joke about it too? Because it is pretty funny, so we should spend some time on the fact that he's naked. There's a naked little boy on the screen. It's funny because he's he's not wearing clothes, which means his ding dong is out, and that's that's funny because you're not supposed to do that. Just like in Fantastic Four, except Just like in Fantastic less demeaning. Four. Yeah, yeah, because he is a kid. Some shorts on. Maybe you should put some shorts on if you want to keep fighting evil today. Is the line from the bowler. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, so that was way too long of a moment. Yeah. In the movie, but good for him. He really did it. He became invisible. That was Out awesome. Of him, son. And it's like, if you're going to have a long extended moment after he turns invisible, like, for real, like, don't, don't have it be celebrating for half a second and then 10 seconds about him not wearing clothes. This is Ghostbusters again. I know how you feel about Ghostbusters. It feels like this movie to me. Mm. So mm. if you think about how you felt while watching this movie, that's how I felt while watching Ghostbusters. Yeah, if oh, Ghostbusters man. made me feel the way this movie makes me feel, I would also hate it. I would I would also hate it, but I do not feel that way about Ghostbusters. Yeah. So then they go and they fight. There's like different layers of, you know, people that they have to get through. So once they're in the door of the disco room, they're met by, what is it, the furriers? The furriers, yeah, which are cat girls. Oh, and then they use the clothes? No, I'm not saying that that's like a joke. I'm saying that they, that's what they are in the movie. They're yeah, cat yeah. girls. I they're don't know what girls. the furriers joke is. Because they're furry. Or yeah. than you. You know? Yeah. Um, so they use the clothes shrinker on them. Um, because horrible. of course, because they're women, uh, and their clothes horrible. get smaller, 
they're like screaming in agony. They're screaming and choking, yeah. And the bowler is like, that's a wedgie she won't soon forget. <laughs> my peen, me peen go hard. Yeah. Mr. What is his name? Just Furious? It's Just Furious. Furious is like, oh, I feel my pants getting smaller too. <laughs> Which is maybe one of the worst lines I've ever heard. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're dying. And screaming. Yeah. And also was this a was this supposed to be canonically a dry cleaning ray? Because like bubbles start coming out of their clothes too? Like well, It wouldn't be dry cleaning. Yeah, I guess it would be It would have bubbles. Wet wet cleaning. Sudsing. I didn't I didn't understand why bubbles were coming out of their clothes. Did you I, get that? I, no. I think it was just they had the bubble machine. Okay. They finally got working. They're like, oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah. They didn't go back and reshoot the other scene with it, with this I genuinely enjoyed watching Catwoman more than this movie. Yeah. <laughs> That's not yeah. saying much, though, because Catwoman's very entertaining. It just... not being good. It just sucks to have <laughs> moments where... Catwoman is, like, weird and, like, not super funny, but there wasn't also, like crass objectification in the middle of it randomly it's not trying to be funny is the important part yeah well that too yeah just i mean you know it made me uncomfortable to see this one with these like shrinking clothes and they're also yeah like, it's awful cannot emphasize enough they are screaming the whole time yeah it's yeah. not a good time for them. <laughs> in pain and they're like oh, tiny clothes gross yeah the spleen just starts starts fucking jacking off yeah Unintentional comedy is always better than comedy that fails to be funny. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, that's the that's the thing about this movie is that it's a bad comedy, which is the worst type of movie. Yep. Yeah. Then they fire the blame yeah. thrower. Besides the racist ones, I don't want to hear it again. I've you know I've said that before, and they said, "Oh, Giga, what about the racist ones? The racist ones are worse." Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, racism is bad, and we hold that firmly on this podcast. I don't know why I said You've that like it was sarcastic. <laughs> Damn, Val, are you being sarcastic about racism right Jesus. now? No! What I would never... You? <laughs> this is so the real reason to... I was brought on. Is mm-hmm. to, to keep everyone keep, else in line. Keep, yeah, to keep, <laughs> yeah, to keep Val in check. Like that you just said Val in check. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm fine. I said I said that I don't like the racism. I also <laughs> said that I don't like the racism. Yeah, but you said it sarcastically. I didn't mean for it to sound sarcastic. Well, you know. You know though, what? This kind of attitude mean, from the left is going to turn me into a conservative if you if, keep it up. Even if we don't mean oh my God. to say those things, you know, the effects that they have on other people are very real. You critiquing me, Giga, is making me feel bad, and I am racist now. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm not racist. I can't do the thing that Giga did where it was, um, they were anti-feminist Giga as a joke. Wow, misgendering me now. Damn. Ugh. Jesus Christ. Okay. (gasps) (laughs) 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 That that whole bit was basically funnier than any of the improv bits in Mm. in Mystery Men. Thank you, thank you. Good thing I'm editing. I'm cutting all of it. (laughs) (laughs) No one can know well, that I've well, ever done anything wrong. Well, trying to erase your, your past mistakes. Okay. No one can know. So, um, they throw they use the blame thrower at the um, the rap group guys, the rappers. Hey, nice timing. The, 
The not so goody mob, yeah. Is that their name? Yes. Yeah, they're the goody mob. But, but they're not the good. Not so Wait, goody. what is the goody mob? That's the goody mob are, group. yeah, they're like a, they're, yeah. It's like an old school rap group. Yeah, oh, they're, yeah. Okay. they're from Atlanta, Georgia. The only reason I know about them is because CeeLo Green was a, one of the original members. Oh, okay. So yeah. then they, they do a thing where it's filmed from below, like an old school rap video where yeah. they're each saying mean stuff to each other and then they start fighting. Um, yeah. And then it's time um, for the fighting one-on-one. So they all start, you know, Shoveler starts conking out some, some disco boys. Does it become good now? Well, there is the only line that, is, makes, that makes the whole thing worth it, in my opinion. The Shoveler starts fighting Tony C, who has a sword, somehow, with his shovel. So it's shovel versus sword. And Tony C says, dig this, Shovel Man. Which is pretty cool. Perfect! Mm -hmm. Iconic! Both very good. I mean, it's, there's the confluence of things that had to happen for him to be able to say that. You know, it's not a huge Venn diagram. It feels like the entire Disco Boys were invented just for him to say that line. Yes, and it makes sense now, and it's clicking into place, and I like it. Yeah, the movie's good. Uh, wait, what? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what's happening? <laughs> so, um, the Shoveler does defeat Tony C. And then um, the Spleen and Invisible Boy. So, I wanted to say that during the fight, they're like, he's fighting with the shovel. And then the shovel gets knocked away, and he t- goes in for a slice, and then the shoveler blocks it with a fucking spade. <laughs> like, with a fucking <laughs> trowel. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Like a That's fucking jite <laughs> pulls it out. Yeah, a small, you know. Mm. He didn't know I had this up my sleeve. So then the spleen and invisible boy try to get past the Susies, and they're just like, they just have machine guns. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they're up on top of the tank now with their machine guns attached to the the magnetic thing, firing the ma- the magnetically attached machine guns at them. Very funny. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they try to get past them. Um, Spleen gets shot in the ass, um, mm-hmm. which is funny because it happened to a butt. Yeah. yeah. Another, you know? uh, another righteous gemstones <laughs> <laughs> parallel. And then Invisible Boy is like, uh-oh, does your power still work? And he's like, weapons check! And they he pulls his finger again, and he is able to fart still. Um, They don't address this for the rest of the movie, that Spleen has a gunshot wound. No. And no. A, big, a big muscle. Getting shot in the meat is not detrimental. It's just funny. Nothing it's only funny. when you get shot in the, in, the, in the ass meat. Yeah. That being said, they also don't address the fact that they have this magnet with all these guns attached to it, that the Sphinx just does not cut in half. Yeah. No. No, he's he's tired. That's the yeah. thing, is that they had the Sphinx. They didn't need a big magnet to attract all the guns if they have a guy whose only power is cutting guns in half with his mind. Yeah. You know, yeah. I didn't remember that, because we and watched riddles. it a week apart, but what's the excuse that the writers have? Yeah they, yeah, they were here the whole time, and Come on. people sat, like, at, at least five people sat in a sat in a theater for the entire duration of this movie. <laughs> yeah. 
No respect for any of their time. No. No. No respect for art or life. Yeah. I, if I directed this movie, I would also go back to commercials. <laughs> he tried it, and he didn't like it. Yes. Good for that's, him that's for fair. getting to try it. But, yeah. <laughs> somehow more eth- somehow commercials more ethical than this film. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Then we get the bowler who sees Tony P. And Tony P. is like, you're not going to kill me because I'm a killer and you're not. And she's like, you know what? You're right. I'm not. And then she unzips the bag and the she sets the, the bowling ball on a pedestal or something. I'm not. But he is. And then the ball, the ball just bang, bing, bong, 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 bong. and um, bowls, bowls Tony P right over like he's a candle pin. Yeah, it sticks him like three pin. feet into the wall. Yeah, it is, he's got his feet like comically sticking out like the Wicked Witch of the West. Or no, mm-hmm. the Wicked Witch of the East. And then she says, <laughs> the ball comes back to her and she goes, okay, so now I'm going back to grad school per our agreement. <laughs> I love the bowler. She's so good. <laughs> I know. It's so She's good. She's like the one good character in this entire thing. Her yeah. her superpower is just that she is able to ambulate and the ball isn't. And like yeah, exactly. she, she just carries it around. Like Yeah. The, Dad um, is doing most of the work here. Uh Janine Groffalo was not gonna be in the movie. She turned the role down until she found out that William H. Macy was gonna be in the movie. Aww. That's yeah. Cute. Friends. And Jeffrey Rush. She also is a Jeffrey Rush fan, apparently. Mm. I'm just a regular Rush fan. I'm a libertarian. <laughs> So, um, the gang is back together. They've finished nothing, defeating... Nothing. It's, it's gone. I'm, I'm I, gonna... Yeah, I'll, go, I'll just throw myself... I was waiting... I, 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 I was waiting for the drop so I could go... I don't know what you guys are... Why, why is what the fuck is wrong with you, Val? It's Rush. They're a band. A lot of things. Okay. Sorry. You not know Rush? I've heard of it. <laughs> But no, I don't know Rush. It's fine. You have to be either Canadian or Libertarian to know who Rush are. Exactly. I'm not Libertarian or Canadian, but I I was at one point. I'm Uh not going to say which. (laughs) People mistake me for a Canadian sometimes, so I guess that would be why you guys thought that I might get the Rush reference. And by people, I mean Sam. What? Thought for a while that I was Canadian. That's wild. (laughs) Well, it's because... Um, at Pigot Meetup, there was uh-huh. a car of people that was all from Canada driving together, and they, like, right before they got to the place, picked me up also. So he's uh, like, oh, that car is full of Canadians, and Val's in there. Oh, uh, so, of course. Val equals wow. Canadians. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, having a bunch of Canadians in a car, that is just a clown car, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> we, have cl- we have clown money, we have clown shoes. Mm-hmm. We have clown language. Loonies, toonies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get some help, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yes. So everyone's back together. They reconvene um, at the you know room where the blazer is. And Casanova Frankenstein is holding the waitress hostage and does refer to her as, like, uh, Roy's girlfriend. Like, 
little girlfriend or whatever. <laughs> yeah. He also, he gloats and like, he, Roy is still very like, oh, I don't have any power. And then Casanova Frankenstein says, blah, blah, blah. And I get the girl. And literally like, that's the trigger for Roy's rage um, mm. because he is an incel mm-hmm. and he fully is just annoyed like he's he's mad that his government mandated girlfriend is being stolen yeah by someone else so he he just starts clawing at the wall to try and get up to the like mezzanine where Casanova Frankenstein is and um he that is doesn't in the work. In, in the common parlance feral He's, he goes, yeah, he's absolutely foaming at the mouth. Blue Raja has sh- hidden his um, strikes from his opponent and throws some forks into the wall for, uh, for Roy to climb. So that's cool. Some teamwork working together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good thing Sphinx told him how to, how to throw things correctly. Good thing. Good thing. So uh, Roy gets up there and he does just kind of get his ass kicked. By Casanova Frankenstein. For yeah, a while. I mean, you know, it's inevitable. Yeah. yeah. While they're fighting, the ray turns on the laser. You know, it goes down and then it bounces off and it goes to a satellite. So, fuck. Yeah. Shit. Piss. Ass. Oh. Damn it. <laughs> if anyone needs an explanation of what a, what words Giga just said, see me after class. No. You um, get to learn that's a, you, you forgot about the new regulations. <laughs> okay. Um, ask your mom or dad. Um, mm, and right. they will be very uncomfortable and won't tell you. So, Roy's Ray. Nope. Roy's Ray. Roy's Ray. The rage of Roy's is Ray's. Ray's um, Roy and Roy. The Ray is going out. Roy is inside. He's mad. Casanova Frankenstein, for some reason despite looking and dressing like that and canonically having a woman at the beginning of the movie that he's with, he just, like, grabs the girlfriend's face, and by girlfriend I mean Monica, and by Monica I mean waitress, um, grabs it and is like, he's like, it's kissy time, hoo-hoo. Yeah, it's weird. Really weird. It's really fucking yeah. weird. And um, this is when Roy really goes into, like, blind rage mode. And he starts beating up Casanova Frankenstein. He punches Casanova Frankenstein a bunch of times in the stomach, Machine Gun Kelly style. Um, did you guys write anything about this fight? <laughs> no. no, no. What? Why is why 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 is MGK the first guy that comes up when you think about that, Val? Because he got yeah. he punched him in the stomach a bunch of times. I, Just like how Machine Gun Kelly got it, man. You know. Because Machine, Machine Gun, Gun Kelly, Kelly got punch. shot, got got punched sixty five times in a row and had to cancel a concert. I will never not think about it. <laughs> oh I mean, God. that's true. That is true. That is very funny. I did it's very funny. This. How did I? Know yes. This? It's either. I think it's fifty five. I don't think it's sixty five. <laughs> fifty five punches. Fifty five kicks. Fifty five shots. Fifty five suplexes. Fifty five suplexes. Fifty five power uh, bombs. Have you watched? Have you watched? I think you should leave though. Not yet. Ah, mm. uh, I know what I I'm I recognize the pattern of numbers. I know, yeah, but we gotta get Sam back on. I feel like Sam 
also didn't get a lot of references. Now I just look like this Yeah, and now, and now it's just you, and that's why I got Joe on. It's my power move to have someone who understands the things that I say. Yeah. And yeah. make you the fucking weirdo. Make you the, the one who wants to marry their mother-in-law. You could ask... What? Wait, what? <laughs> Nothing. It's, a, it's another I think you should leave reference. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> because you could ask... You, there was an episode where I was like, Sam, remember that Rihanna song? And he was like, no. Mm-hmm. 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 But you two are like, oh, Rush. Blah, blah. We both know the song. Oh, Rush. And we're going to we sing it. Rush. We both know the incredibly popular Canadian band Rush. Oh, uh, we've heard it. And we know that it exists and what it sounds like. <laughs> uh, you're doing your little secret handshake under the table and you think mm-hmm. I can't see it. We're excluding you and we love it. Well, hey, Joe, don't you love eating meat? I do. I do. I'm very yeah, normal love, about it, too. Yeah, I'm very normal. Bloom, bloom. That was the Discord sound of me disconnecting <laughs> and hanging up from the call. <laughs> I, I, don't don't like have, I don't know we have. I don't know we had Michael Winslow on the pod. Yeah, well, you don't have me on the pod anymore because I'm upset. And it's my birthday oh, no, this week no, and you I'll have to be nice to me. Voice. That's now you know that they're serious. I'm sorry, Val. Joe, you really fucked up. We're gonna have to have to ask you to leave the pod. After you both did. I'm bad at you too, Giga. No, I'm good. <laughs> no, I'm good. No, that's the thing is that you're not mad at me. <laughs> okay, that sounds right. Yeah. Okay, let's move on. So, Christ. very anticlimactic defeat of Casanova Frankenstein. Yeah. I've got to say, Roy just yeah. pushes him off the balcony into the laser. Into the beam of the laser. Mm-hmm. And he, his head peels like a banana. It's just kind of an anticlimactic movie. Yeah. 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 It's a movie that um, sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, that's not saying... You know, I, I think that saying that it sucks is also, like, very generous. Because, you know, blowjobs, pretty great. Yeah. Mm. Uh, this movie, no... The movie's got the waffler in it. Yeah. I mean, really. Was not going down upon myself. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, not a fallacious movie. It was punching me in in my gentleman's area over and over (laughs) again. Your pizzone. My pizzone. Is that a combination pizza calzone? Yeah, from from, from, uh, from Pizza Pizza Hut. Hut. Nice. Almost a Taco Bell. (laughs) Well, it's a combination know, pizza. Combination and pizza, Taco Bell, yeah. So then the laser is big, and they have to figure out how to defeat yeah, it. Yeah, putting Casanova Frankenstein in the laser actually embiggens it. And they have to. What are they. Why do they. Mm. Why are they doing a group hug? Again, it's what I. It's like what I said. It's just like they. Because the, the act. The, you know. Basically, whoever the director guy is just like, you know, how would you solve this problem? And the actors don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a callback to earlier when Roy didn't want to do a group hug, and now he does. So. Yeah. It's just like. The- oh, actually, the movie's good. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah. It's cir- full circle, you know? Um, so they go. Yeah. <laughs> they do the group hug towards the thing they're i think they're trying to protect each other from stuff but it's like how whatever um the waitress nope the bowler 
decides to just throw... You forgot, you mixed up the two female characters in this movie. Yeah, because they're both named that's... after their profession. That's the that's that's the zero to zero misogyny promise. <laughs> yeah. No, the bowler decides to the throw bowler. Oh, the bowler. The bowler. Oh. A bowl in the air. Decides to throw her dad into the thing, and uh, he's like pissed about it, but whatever. So this bowling ball's kind of op. Yeah, yeah it's not. It's yeah. It, it is. It is op. It is. It is just a man who is competent. In a bowling ball. Doing <laughs> everything. Yeah, I don't love that. So they throw the ball into the laser, and um, he just, like, goes down underneath the everything and, like, hits the pistons and knocks the shit around until, you know, to make it so the laser doesn't work anymore. Um, why he couldn't do that to the top of the device? Whatever. But they run out of the house as it explodes with pink fire. Yeah. And the bowling ball does sail after them, so Dad's still in this fight. Yeah. Yeah, rip to all of the people in the house. I guess they were evil, but... Mm-hmm. Dang. And you want to know what uh, what one of those people were and who was in the house? Mm-hmm. Uh, film director, piece of shit, Michael Bay. Oh! Michael Bay, oh. For I neglected to bring this up last time, he plays one of the frat boys. No Rest fucking way! Are you... Yeah, he's the one who says, "Can we bring the brewskis?" Um, when oh my god, yeah. wait, uh, what? You know, it's because I'm so used to seeing him on that poster where he's naming M. <laughs> he's a what now? He's naming M. Um, here, I'll, 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 I'll show you. The other frat boy is it's Ricky. Not, you're not going to thank me. No, the okay. other the other frat boy is Ricky Rat Ratch Rat Rockman. He was the former host of Headbangers Ball, which is an MTV program. Hmm. Show me Eminem Michael Bay. Oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah, I told you you're not going to thank me. <laughs> I Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad that my curiosity is sated, I guess. Oh, wait, wait. What is this type of Eminem that they're advertising to? It looks like peanut butter or whatever. I don't know. Strawberry to peanut butter. But- Oh, weird. What? That sounds Yeah, strawberry disgusting. peanut butter. The Michael Bay flavor? Yeah. I guess. Okay. Sure. Disgusting. I'll have a dog treat, M&M. Well, what do you think, um, what flavor of M&M do you think, um, do you think this Mr. Furious would be? There's, f- um, all the M&Ms are the same flavor. They don't have different flavors. They're just different colors. No they have different fillings! <laughs> no, no one's saying that they didn't. Oh, they, oh, you mean... I don't know. So, they've saved the day. Mm-hmm. Everything exploded. We're just, just Casa Frankenstein. Fuck. <laughs> you know what I mean. It's his last name, so you can say it. Yeah. I mean, I think it's kind of like his name is like Mary Ann. You know, it's like you can't just call her like Mrs. Ann. I said Frankenstein multiple times in my summary. Okay. Then I will also do that. The house has exploded. Yeah. And uh, the news reporter is talking about it. And uh, I don't know how the news reporter would know that, like... No one could survive the chaos we witnessed. Well, first of all, that. But then second of all, 
she's like, they really saved the day, whoever did this. It's like, as far as she knows, a house exploded. <laughs> yeah, there's no fucking... Casanova Frankenstein wasn't beam. telling everyone he was going to... Yeah. Casanova Frankenstein didn't have a, a, a Dr. Eggman um, pissing on the moon speech that the whole world saw. He, right. He was just a guy. Yeah, yeah. dude. Maybe she got a... Te- like, maybe she, like... Maybe one of her cousins is, like, an evil frat boy. And, like, <laughs> she checked his Snap stories and he was, like, <laughs> At the talking about it. Yeah, yeah, he posted a video of Cass- uh, of Captain Amazing's charred corpse on sp- on Snapchat. And, he, <laughs> she, and she was like, holy shit, I gotta get down oh, there. Fuck. I gotta get down yes. there, something's going on. Yes. Some yes. shit is happening. It's like that fucking, yes. um, that, that soldier who... Uh, was using like a running app and it tracked the the perimeter yes. of the fucking base he was staying at. So he got <laughs> fucking discharged. <laughs> yeah, I saw. Those are I saw, not I, your I, friends. I saw. Uh, you know, you went out for a quick run, but like I can't help but notice that you ran several laps around Kessover Frankenstein's mansion. You wanna? You wanna <laughs> talk say, about this? Want to talk about it? <laughs> Yeah, nope. sorry. I just, Maybe I just, with HR. I, I can only stay there for like 20 minutes and then I have to leave, but then I get to come back and then I have to leave again. Yeah, exactly. Before the disco boys shoot me to death again. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the, they've emerged out of the smoke and the fog and whatever. Uh-huh. The shoveler continues his streak of um, smooth talking by saying, uh, We saved the day with the sword of teamwork. And the hammer of not bickering with each other. That, that one was good. I like that one. Yeah. Yeah. The newscaster asks Roy who he is, and he's like, "I'm Roy, and I'm just really, I'm super in pain." And I'm um, in a the super waitress says, pain right now. Mm-hmm. And the waitress says, "No, I didn't learn a lesson either." Um, <laughs> and she, she like ending of Greece style becomes bad instead of improving him, uh, and is like. He's Mr. Furious, and he gets his power from his rage. Yeah, it's just a failure. Mm-hmm. Like, ugh. The world of like fa- change. It? Yeah. Yeah, there's one yeah. thing to it's one thing to say to somebody, like, oh, I could fix them. But then it's another thing to not have any interest in fixing them whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's like, she spends the whole movie telling him to be himself. And then she's like, oh, no, this is you. This is just what you're like. Okay, yeah, great. Yeah, like this. Cool, King. Yeah. We like it. I love and, my main uh, child. Exactly. And should never have to learn. What kind of dates do you think they went on? Uh, one, and then they broke up. Nice. Yeah, yeah. She was. She, she learned something kind of relatively innocuous that she could probably forgive. Mm-hmm. But it was just like, no, no, no. I'm yeah. Like, yeah. Straw broke. Straw camel's back, etc. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Like, she wanted to go swimming, and he was like, no, because I don't want to take off my shirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. She's like, fine. Good. Yeah. But she was like, okay, well. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and then as sort of, you know, after a Monica slash waitress says that her boyfriend is actually very cool and epic, the shoveler, he gets in front of the camera, right? Is that is he next? Mm-hmm. He, I don't know the order of I, it. I know he says, like... Something like, I'd like to dedicate our win to oh, all yeah. the other guys. The real yeah, heroes. He, he the, the, the real heroes like, of the city. 
Like, yeah, he, he just, like, you, the real MVPs, like, all the people. The lady at the DMV. All the single mothers, all the plumbers, the DMV lady. That's a rough yeah. job, I think, he says, after the DMV. That's a it rough is. job. It's hard. Why do you think they're like that? I don't. Yeah. I don't know what they're like. We never know. All right, yeah. Non, well, they have a really strong union is another reason that they're like that. So. Oh, yeah. <gasps> to the people that remember jingles from old commercials, what the fuck is that? Yeah, well, I, who, who's what? that for? Was that just the director just being like, haha, funny me reference? Yeah, that's that's probably for, for the director. Oh, yeah. Jadine Groffo says, people who support in the local music and seek out independent film. I re- uh-huh. that was really funny. Really yeah. funny to have Janine Garofalo say that in a movie with Ben Stiller and William H. Macy and yeah. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, the guy that drives the snowplow and the school nurse. Right. Yeah. yeah, Shoveler starts to like go off and they're like, okay, yeah, no, we get it. I think you made your point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the news reporter says, you know, what did you guys, what's your guys' names? What's your team name? Mm-hmm. And Invisible Boy says, the Super Dudes. And they're like, absolutely not. We don't know what it is, but it, we know it's not that. Yeah. yeah. And then she says, thank you to these mystery men. And the Sphinx says, I got it. Thank you to these Super Dudes. And then, uh, yes. Yeah. Thank you to these wondrous women. The movie that we watched, Super Dudes, ends. It's funny, it's, it could have been a title card gag, but it wasn't, which is even more funny, because then it's subverting expectations. Yeah. You know, say what you... And it makes the movie longer. Yeah, say what you want about, like, the Marvel stinger with, like, the name of the movie at the end, but, like, at least that's something. The movie, en- the movie ends. The movie ends with a no-but joke that is yeah, not, not funny sure at the end. Yeah, i ever ended is the problem, and so it's going to continue to exist in my mind forever. You're, you're, you're back in yeah. Champion City. I'm back in Champion City. You're, 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 you're Michael Sheen looking up at the ceiling fan, and you're still in mm-hmm. Champion City. I'm still goddamn in Champion City. I have a post-mortem segment for this show, for this movie, if we want to oh, okay. do that before we yes. do get into final yeah, thoughts. No. Yeah, post that more. All right, so we have a couple of things here. In 2011 interview with the AV Club, Hank Azaria claimed that during production, Kinka Usher declared, quote, I'm going back to commercials when this is done. Right. Uh, I love that. Um, Just saying it to everyone. Ricky Jay's... Sure that they all felt the same. Ricky Jay, the guy who played Captain Amazing's publicist, he says, I'm a publicist, I'm a magician. He is, in fact, a well-known magician. Ah. According to Hank Azaria, the cast argued constantly over uh, with each other over the comedic tone of the film. About whether they should have one or not, <laughs> and they decided against it? I guess it's kind of like what kind of comedy they were going for. Yeah. Because, mm. yeah, it doesn't seem like... That's the thing, is this movie doesn't seem terribly directed. Yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of direction, at one point, Dane DeVito was set to direct and star as oh, the shoveler. Oh, that would have been a better movie. Yeah, that would have and been stars such a the movie. shoveler. Yeah, I oh love, my God. I love, look, I love William H Macy, but Danny DeVito as the shoveler would have been so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wish he had directed because he, I mean, yeah, because he's a good director. He is funny. A number of the sets yeah. used in the film are sets from Batman Forever, which is why they seem very familiar to me. Mm-hmm. According to Ben Stiller in an interview with the Late Show with David Letterman, he and Greg Kinnear got into a heated argument on set. Afterwards, Stiller tried to be released from the film. Whoa. Stiller was also considered for directing, but he turned it down when he realized how long the project would be. Yeah. (gasps) 
He's like, uh, this isn't a commercial. I don't want to do having it. to work with that bastard, Greg Kinnear. <laughs> that, that's right. <laughs> Who did Greg Kinnear call a cracker on set? Himself. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you turned into. You turned into a burnt cracker. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Luis Guzman was in the film. Like there were film. Like there were scenes. Oh come him, on! But they cut them out from the final print. Oh come on! But yeah. they kept Dane Cook. That's right. They did keep Dane Cook. They caught Louise Guzman to keep in all of the stupid back and forth improv that they did. Mm. Come on, it didn't need to be as long as it was. Apparently, the joke about the waffler was supposed to be that like they're a superhero who can't make decisions. Oh, that would have been funny. Not that they were somebody who had like a waffle iron that they bashed people with. But Dane Cook was just so funny that they... they yeah, it. yeah, he was so epic. And um, the metal fingernail appliances worn by Jeffrey Rush are similar to those worn by renowned British comic writer Alan Moore. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. We never talked about it. He has, like, a pinky finger uh, long nail M- that's, like... Yeah. yeah. M- it's got a coke nail. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. Yeah. And my favorite my favorite piece of trivia, to cap off this like, I did, I did appreciate that he was going to slit the waitress's throat with a coke nail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it seems delightfully disco. Uh, Artie Lang, he played Big Red at the beginning of the film. Mm-hmm. Artie Lang, who has joked about the poor reception his films he's acted in, have received, considers this to be the worst movie he ever made. After seeing his brief appearance scene in the beginning of the film, his mother and sister called him from the theater to ask if he would have any more scenes because they wanted to leave. Yeah. Oh my god! It's not a good movie, folks. The the movies I'm in suck guy said this is the worst one. If you're, if you're in... If you're like at all tempted to watch along, I don't know why you would be. Our cover of the coverage of this has been largely dispassionate and uh, and uninterested. Uh, but uh, don't don't watch this movie. Yeah. Even though our it commentary has... is hilarious, mm-hmm. don't think that you're going to watch the movie. And now that you've listened to all of our episodes, you're going to go back and watch the movie, and it'll this be really funny. This is a we did it so you don't have to kind of the situation. Yeah, yes. we just have to create this movie for you. Uh-huh. Yes. And you're you're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. And speaking Only of the white, um, <laughs> the white dog walker. <laughs> yeah. Fuck this That's movie. That's really all I have to say about it. Fuck this movie. It's bad. Yeah. Yep. Nobody in it liked being in it, and uh, I'm gonna go back to directing commercials after this. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, you might be asking yourself. In your brain, your little, very smart brain, aren't you cute? Yeah. Um, (laughs) You might be asking yourself, what are they going to do next? Yeah, what are they going to do next? I'll tell you. We're going to be watching a little series from... uh, 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 1978. Yeah. Okay. So, because the saga after WGA strike is ongoing, I don't want to cover anything that might give uh, production companies a coverage that uh, they don't, they shouldn't be getting right now. Yeah. And so, we're going to head across the Pacific Ocean to Whee! a land called Japan to watch Toei's Spider-Man. It's just going to be me and Val. We're probably going to do two episodes a week. And uh, as someone who has seen most of Spider-Man, I will say that uh, this is one that you might want to watch along with 
it's available entirely on Internet Archive, or, you know, if you want to, there's other places you can find it as well. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that's what we're going to be doing next. We're going to be covering Spider-Man, the tokusatsu Ooh. television series. Yeah. This better be good. It's going to be fantastic. You're going to like it a lot. That's gonna okay. be a that's, that's gonna be a long series because two episodes yeah. each is like so. It'll be about it's gonna be thirteen episodes, yeah. Well, actually, there's forty one episodes of the show. Oh, okay. So there's gonna be more than that. Oh, <laughs> don't worry. It's good. It's good, Val. You're gonna love it. Okay. Can we watch some movies in between or something? If you if we need to, like once a month or something like that. Maybe. <laughs> But we'll be, okay. we won't be doing the three-parter if we do. We can watch um, Kinka Usher's commercials. We'll see. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, I give this one a three out of five. I think I would talk to my doctor about Abilify, but <laughs> the character development is really lacking. I yeah. Still better than yeah, Mystery Men, from- but what can you do? Still better yeah. than Mystery Men. Well, this person had allergies at the beginning of commercial, and at the end, they didn't have allergies. So, see, the joke here is that you, you dogs can't normally talk, but this one loves to eat Taco Bell. Oh my god! He it so much. He oh right, it. I forgot. That's one of the things. You, one of the commercials you made. Fuck. I, I wonder if the other commercials are like as you know he did interesting. He did got milk. I think so. Damn. That's two. Well, you know. th- I mean, there are a lot of Got Milk ads. Yeah, but yeah. So he probably didn't invent the, the attitude campaign. era of drinking milk. <laughs> yeah. Joe, thank you so much for for joining yes, us for Mystery Men. Thank you, Joe, from the bottom of my heart for experiencing this awful movie with us. Thank you for yes. having me. Where can we and find you? And sorry for making you. Uh oh, shit. Yeah, you can find me on co-host at cohost.org/bedroompunk. I'm going to be posting a lot more. I have some essay ideas that I'm going to be flushing out, and I'm going to be writing some extended hot takes on media and some movies that may or may not be in theaters right now. Sounds scrumptious. Mm. I'm a Flight Cub. I'm on Tumblr at Flight Cub and on Twitter at Flight Cub. I don't know what that is. Okay. I don't know what Twitter is. What is Twitter? Um, this is sound a bird makes. It's kind of like X, but not as good. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. It's X. It's X. Kill me. <laughs> um, what's the second B stand for? The second, yeah. Oh, um, the second B stands for... Bowler. Oh, it does stand for Bowler. She's great. She's good. Yeah. Maybe Janine Garofalo. Maybe we'll get her on the pod. Um, yeah. Hi. Hey. Hi. Giga. You can find me on Twitter at Gigalithic. You can find me on co-host at Gigalithic. You can find me basically everywhere. If there's someone named Gigalithic somewhere, it's probably me. Nice. Probably. Unless probably. they're unless they're racist. Unless they're racist, in which they definitely me. <laughs> We're hosted on a Canadian website. Mm-hmm. I bet the website knows about Rush. Yeah, exactly. Hey. Called. Noisepace.xyz. You can yeah. find many other podcasts. Yeah. Like what? I don't know any of them, but you can find them there. Shows like... City Girls Make Do? Sounds About Light, which just made mm-hmm. another episode on Birth by Sleep. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, My favorite type of birth. Uh, Special Great Snacks, which is fully back. 
Uh, they're, they're covering uh, season two. Check out this guy, which is a podcast about OCs and the people who love them and make them. Mm-hmm. And Fear Baiting, which just did an episode on Prey. Very cool. I think I'll go there right now. Wow, tiddly tattly tat. That's my keyboard typing in noise space like XYZ, and it's yours too. That's right, I'm in your house and I'm typing on your computer oh, noise space dot XYZ. Oh, I'm also fuck. deleting all your porn. Oh, fuck. No! Thank you for listening, and as we say every week, I want to go um, home. <laughs> um, my tongue uh, hurt. Bye. 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 Sneal later, snistery snen. <laughs> <laughs>